Mayfair 515, Albuquerque Center, Roger, climb and maintain 13,000. Riding down the trail to Albuquerque, saddlebags all filled with beans and Welcome to the City on the Edge podcast with your hosts, Nora Hickey, Mike Smith, and Ty Bannerman. Much like Los Angeles to me. City on the edge. City on the edge. City on the edge. City on the edge. City on the edge, just for old times' sake. City on the edge. Um, hey, so we're back. It's uh, once again, Mike and I are in here in person in each other's houses, sharing microbes. I mean, not to be too too TMI here. Uh, Nora is safely sequestered in Colorado. Yeah. Um, smoke in the air. There's bad smoke. Up there too, really. And today we're trying something a little different than our usual uh, just whatever we want format. Mm-hmm. Today the, uh, the patrons weighed in on one of two choices. One was about... Um, boy, there's so many sounds all of a sudden. One was about... Maisel's Indian Curio Store on Central Avenue and uh, a controversy where they were faking their jewelry, hmm. faking the authenticity of their jewelry in the uh, in the forties or the thirties, right? Thirties, wow. yeah. yeah. These were both things that occurred appeared in the same paper. And then the other was, could you read the headline for the other one, Nora? Yes. I want to make sure. Runaway. Oh, yes. Runaway white boy lives in Indian Pueblo. Yeah, so I think our patrons were right on. Um, I think the other story could be very interesting, but in terms of just grabbing you, it's it's the uh, yeah. the white boy in the Indian pueblo uh, by a landslide. How, Absolute what's landslide. the final count? Um, well, it it was nine to two, which is you know pretty good. Thanks for voting, <laughs> people. We have at least eleven listeners. We have at least eleven listeners, <laughs> and if you would like to uh, weigh in on uh, this kind of important, <laughs> earth-shattering decision on future episodes, you can join our patrons mm-hmm. for as little as one dollar a month and have access to something that we'll probably do again. I've never done it before, but it, I, I I thought it was a cool idea. Yeah. Well, and just again that you know in researching the previous episode. Um, about the CCC camp, that two interesting stories just pop up, shows you the power of research. It's true. The power. Oh. So why don't you give us a little context on, on how you found these articles, where, where they appeared, and uh, why each one grabbed you? Well, as I just, yes. So in researching um, really Mike's you know subject for the last one, the CCC Sandia camp, uh, I found an article on them in the Albuquerque Journal from May 18th, 1933, a Thursday. And I was just looking at some of the, the different articles, all of them on the front page, um, and two grabbed my attention. First, I saw the smaller one, and it is in smaller print, the uh, Maisel case, final arguments heard in, quote, Indian-made jewelry case. Um, and that caught my eye because I had, you know, I have heard over the years living in Albuquerque and now in Colorado, different cases, controversies surrounding what, when is something, you know, native made versus 
not one is something, you know, this idea of like fake um, and then how it drives tourism. You know, I think that that is kind of interesting, all all those implications. Um, And I didn't realize that back in as early as 1933. And then I wondered, oh, maybe earlier, you know, there were these cases. How did they start? Who made the um, complaints? Who, you know, like I I was just kind of curious about all that. Right. Definitely interesting. However, our patrons turn their thumbs yeah. down. They yes. said, feed that story to the lions. <laughs> and, 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 I mean... No wonder why. I mean, just that, as we said, that title, Runaway White Boy Lives in Indian Pueblo. Yeah. Um, and then the subtitle, Santo de yeah. enjoy company of Iowa youth, but he flees when they start him home. <laughs> You know, so there's multiple layers to the story. It's full of action. Yep, Um, yep. And it's sort of weirdly breathless, like, oh my God, a runaway white boy is living with the, on the Pueblo. Right. My God, which, you know. I wonder about that word enjoy. Did they? (laughs) Did they enjoy (laughs) his company? Tell us more about Iowa. Having you here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Tell us about the corn and how it grows in Iowa. Although I think corn has a place in, you know, from what I've seen. Yeah, certainly. Maybe uh, there's an interest. Maybe he was really cool. Well, and then I just thought, you know, this, how did he learn about it? How did he get there? You know, all it, it just raises so many interesting questions. Um, and True. many which weren't answered, sadly. I, I do have to... Uh. You know, warn our listeners, it, it might not go as in-depth as you hope. I was going to say, it kicked me off on uh, doing some research on Santo Domingo, which I I don't know a lot about, and, and I, I found some interesting stories for future episodes as well. So nice. I, like, I like it when these things just sort of snowball into each other like that. Totally. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I agree. Um, so do you guys want to hear the what happened? with? Nah, I think we're done here. <laughs> Our listeners, Ty, our listeners. They've- oh, right. Yeah, they probably want to hear. All right, well, tell me. Uh, yeah, so let's, let's talk about what, what is this story? What happened? So, and there's, you get in, there's a little interesting, you know, more Iowa-focused story in it. But I, I, so, you know, just be prepared for some twists and turns. I don't want to learn about Iowa. I know, uh, I know. This is a podcast about Iowa. But, <laughs> okay, so this Iowa young, young kid, 13 years old, um, apparently he, a teacher at his school in Charles City, Iowa, taught his mm-hmm. class about the Santo Domingo Pueblo, maybe other ones in New Mexico, um, because apparently okay. the teacher had had traveled there. Um, mm. And apparently, let me find my other. Sorry, I have a few articles up. Um, he the through through the teacher, this Iowa boy obtained the name of a boy in Santo Domingo Pueblo, um, and they started corresponding. Yeah. So, oh, like a pen pal. A pen pal, yeah. So, in an yeah. article from um, the Las Vegas Daily Optic in Las Vegas, New Mexico, which also reported on the story, it said um, that the teacher said, "quote The two he said wrote to each other, um, and he obtained the name of his Indian boy chum 
from a school teacher who had visited in this section. So apparently they started uh, talking to each other, you know, through letters and that encouraged him to come to the, to Santo Domingo. Okay. He learned about the place, wanted to check it out for himself. If they made a movie about this, they should call it Boy Chums. Boy Chums. How old's this kid? 13. 13. Okay. I've got one of those. So, um, and in the reporting, so, so basically he's there 10 days, which is a pretty, you know, that's a pretty lengthy time. How did he get there? That's unknown. It's not reported. Unknown? Yeah. Like, that's a fair distance. I know. Like, I I wouldn't necessarily know how to get from New Mexico to Iowa with presumably no money, right? Like, maybe the kid had some money? Are there trains you could jump? Do you hitchhike? I'm sure at that point there was. I bet he teleported. Way to bury the lead story. (laughs) (laughs) This is an early version of the Philadelphia experiment. (laughs) Airship. Airship. Yeah. Well, okay. So how could you get, I think train seems like the most likely. That's a good guess. Right? That's a really good guess. But still, this is impressive. Yes. Like, how would you know which train? Maybe he just boarded the ones that said Santa Fe on the side and lucked out. That's kind of cool that that one's, that part's unknown. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. And even just thinking this 13 year old kid and I, you know, pre iPhones and all that, and just how he, he wanted to get to a specific place, Santo Domingo Pueblo. And he got there. Mm. Yeah. As a, uh, yeah. Dude, that's impressive. Like, that's yeah, that's an impressive feat for a 13 year old. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't think. Yeah. OK, so he got there. So he got there. He was there 10 days, 10 days and 10, quote, days. happy days. I don't know where this quote of happy is coming from. It's quoted <laughs> in the articles. I believe it, it is from um, the uh, Pueblo members because the kid isn't there to give quotes. So oh, they're not talking to him. Yeah, the, the, this information from these first articles aren't from the kid. Interesting. Okay. Do we yeah. have this person's name? I wonder if we could find like descendants or something somewhere. Yes. Well, and that's where, yes. So so basically I'll get into the name business because there's a little bit of. Stuff. Okay. Okay. Sorry. We're, uh, <laughs> um, I'm just so excited. Just <laughs> so, <laughs> questioning you to death. So um, basically at some point, um, the, uh, you know, Santo Pueblo um, tribe members are like, you know, this isn't, this is not a bad time, but according to an article, uh, it says the Indians said they liked the lad, but did not want to get into trouble with the government should anything happen to him while he stayed on their reservation. Fair enough. Liability issues. Right. Exactly. Um, So they bring him to uh, the Bernalillo um, sheriff, basically, um, okay. you know, to say, yeah, uh, it, we, you had a good time, but we, we can't <laughs> keep you here. We got this kid from Iowa. He yeah. won't shut up about Iowa. And, and some more things um, in the reporting from the Albuquerque Journal original article 
they say, and this is from, you know, the journalist quote, the Santo Domingos who have clannishly defended their ancient customs and rights against inroads of white civilization were hospitable to the boy. He played with Indian youngsters, ate, slept and rode ponies with them and quote, liked it fine. <laughs> he liked it fine. So they, they didn't just beat him every day or tie him to a stake or anything like that's really interesting. That's uh, this is way better like, than back in Iowa. <laughs> yeah, I bet it is. I actually. like it. Well, that's interesting the way they phrase that. Clannishly defended. Yeah. Um, th- that's definitely got a weight to it, right? Like, well, how dare they? How dare they defend their ancient right. customs? Right. San Domingo and San Felipe are like famously like two of the more conservative pueblos. I, I think yeah. in, in the state, more they keep more to themselves, and they have. The, the rules there change slowly about like women in tri- tribal government. Well, yeah, things. that's a different thing for sure. But even just like, I think any of the pueblos, you can't just go. Oh yeah. Finding yeah. out like they they they're they're guarded about their traditions well, and such. And justifiably, think about other stories that we've yeah. done, like the, the frat at UNM that was just stealing oh, yeah. objects from the pueblos and bringing them to their little secret fort on campus. Oh, you know. You know. Can I just interject? I got contacted by a member of that frat who wanted to uh, to set the story straight, <laughs> and uh, and I never uh, I got back to him a little bit. We had some emails back and forth, and then Give me a break. Um, I was like, eh, it, you know, it's just one of those times when the thread just sort of died, you know. And I was like, well, I should tell it would be interesting to talk to him about that, no but way. also at the same time, it's like I don't know how much energy I want to let him tell it to his but, fellow. We but need, we need their apologetics. We should point out, um, Santo Domingo Pueblo, of course, uh, named after Saint Domingo. Um, Dominic, right? Saint Dominic. That's a Spanish. That's Spanish influence, obviously. They've, they've, they have changed their name back to Kiwa, mm. so they are referred to as Kiwa officially now. Oh, cool. Okay. Okay. I was. Yeah. Lo- I feel like their official site because I I remembered we had talked about. Yeah. Their name, it seems like their official site is still Santo Domingo, but... Huh. Yeah, you're right. You know what? Interesting. It occurs to me there might have been some uh, back and forth going on there, hmm. but... So but cool, also they're referred cool. to as Kiwa. How about that? Yeah, yeah. And K-E-W-A, right? K-E-W-A? Yeah. yeah. Is that, I've, that's how I've seen it spelled, or is it K-I-W-A? No, K-E-W-A is um, hmm. how I've seen it spelled. Okay. But they brought him um, to to the sheriff uh, after these 10 days where he was, you know, having fun, it sounds like, and liked it fine. Riding ponies. I, you know, I think it's it's I think back then they would say I liked it fine and that, that they actually liked it a lot. Whereas now, boy, I liked it fine, you know, kind of thing. Whereas now it's like, yeah, I liked it fine, I guess, you know, but yeah. Presumably he liked it. Okay, carry on. Yeah. Um, but guess who elude, eluded uh, the sheriff? Did he sneak away from the sheriff? Yep, he snuck away. This kid is awesome. I love this kid. <laughs> so, and this is where the name thing comes in. So he was, the, the sheriff talked to him and he gave him a false name. And uh. in the original article and in other, a few others, it, he's reported as Frederick Crandall. And that's the fake name. Yeah. And that's who I first started researching is Frederick Crandall. Cause that was the only right. name I had. And 
I discovered this um, basically that Frederick Crandall Sr. from Charles City um, was murdered by his brother, Will, in 1933, the same year that this kid ran away. So in my head, I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, this this murdered man Um, who was killed by his uncle um, ran away. This is Charles City, Iowa. Charles City, Iowa. Which is where this kid is from. Yes. Okay. Yes. And did it turn out to be he was the son of the murdered man? Well, so a Frederick Crandall Jr. does exist. And he is the son of the murdered man, but he is the friend to the runaway. So the runaway Uh, gave... uh this other kid's name to elude capture that's right it's like that time i committed a bunch of bank fraud and i said i was mike smith uh. <laughs> mike smith is my go-to fraud yeah. name too yeah oh yeah it's it's very uh it sounds just real enough um and and in the paper they said the lad probably gave the name of frederick crandall with whom he chummed in charles city to elude pursuers so wow. he's doing a lot of chumming. He does enjoy chumming. I wonder. Boy Chums is definitely the right name for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, well, so Marty Crandall is the musician from The Shins and Sad Baby Wolf who lives here in Albuquerque. Oh. Um, I wonder if there's a relation, the Crandall's there. Whoa. Yeah. How far back it goes. Yeah. I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna, next time I talk to him, I'm going to ask him about that. So this kid alluded. Yeah. The sheriff. What happened then? Where did he go? Also kind of a nice touch that I like in thinking of the real Fred Crandall is um, the runaway gave his paper route to Fred Crandall. Oh, that's kind of a nice, you know, like (laughs) he's like, I'm going to use your name. Yeah. (laughs) When I go on the lamb, but you can have my paper route. Yeah. It just shows how young they are. Probably a big deal in the 30s to have a paper route. Right. I mean, if, if Newsies taught me anything, <laughs> true. it's that paper roots are big deals. Yeah. Well, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. It was Looking out for each other, you know. Yeah. Form of child labor. Yeah. Yeah, that's your classic form <laughs> yeah. of child labor yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the 50s, anyway. I don't know what the 30s. All right. So what happened to the kid? Where did he go? He's, he gave Sheriff, uh, do we know the sheriff's name? No. Because I keep wanting to say Sheriff Manny Gonzalez, which... Is the current sheriff of Bernalillo County, but so I'm picturing him. We do. This is though we do know the name of some. So basically, the kid, the runaway, shows up in L.A. It's reported on ten days after that original reporting. So from May 18th to May 28th, he makes his way and is caught in Los Angeles. He gets to Los Angeles. Yeah. After, okay. So the kid goes from Iowa to Santo Domingo. All on his own. No, no money, presumably. Maybe he's a millionaire. Well, he doesn't have know, a paper route, but he did have a paper route, so he had he had four bits mm-hmm. with him. At least two dollars. <laughs> At least two dollars. So he he gets Santa Domingo. Santa Domingo guys take him to the sheriff. He eludes the sheriff in in no doubt a hilarious sequence that I wish we could watch right now. With uh, ragtime piano music, ducks the sheriff. That's definitely not happening. Probably involves a fake mustache p- applied by burnt cork. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he gets to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. 
this kid's resourceful. I know, I know. And doesn't want to go back home to Iowa. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, the Charles City Sheriff gets a telegram from a probation probation officer in LA. Okay. Um, so they had the boy. It sounds like they had they had him, you know, in hand. Um, in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles. They got him by the collar. Yeah. He's squirming um, around. Yeah. And and they're saying, you know, uh, do you want him back? Or <laughs> we need money to help him get back. Um, <laughs> and so in the paper, in this Iowa paper, they, it says the sheriff and mayor Carr, with the assistance of the daily press, is making an appeal for funds to have the boy returned here. So uh. they're trying to get him back home, but they're having a little trouble. So the mayor got involved. Yeah. The mayor of LA. Yeah. And it, it, and seemingly no one from Charles is uh <laughs> like they're not they're not wiring the money over or anything. No, they're trying they're, to raise money. They're trying to raise money in Charles? Charles Charles yeah. City? Yeah. And in these newspaper articles they're they're asking for help. Um Okay. In another one okay. in the Des Moines paper the Des Moines Des Moines Register. Um, I, I believe, I don't know who the mayor is, if it's of Des Moines or of Charles city. Um, but he's making an appeal to any Iowans planning to return from LA to bring the boy along. Uh, so we can surmise his parents aren't, aren't very well off yeah. or they don't yeah. like him. One or the other. Right. <laughs> well, and in the same article, it does mention, um, you know, they're trying to raise money to get him home. If the effort is successful, an attempt will be made to obtain a place for him in Father Flanagan's school for boys in Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, okay. So things are actually considerably worse than we were picturing. He doesn't really have a, f- a family who can or are willing to take care of him. Mm. Right. Or is it disciplinary that they yeah. send him there? Or is it, yeah. So, so he's not. He's not doing great, and he. So I'm just trying to picture this kid because I kind of thought maybe he was rich or something. But so he he went to a school. He learned about Santa Domingo, became pen pals with a Santa Domingo kid, hitchhiked to Santa Domingo because his his family either wasn't there or sucked hmm. in Iowa. Came to Santa Domingo. So, okay, that, that that paints this whole thing in a slightly different yeah. picture. He's less of just a whimsical, you know, scamp who's off yeah. on an adventure and more like somebody who's looking for a home is what it sounds like. Yeah, right. Um, and, and it says, you know, he lives, he is the son of Harold Freeland, 100 Riverside Drive. Um, and mm. I couldn't find much about him, you know, but right. Does it mention his mother? Doesn't mention his mother. Okay. Maybe you could find Harold Freeland on a census of that area and see who his Good kids idea. are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ancestry.com. I used to find that sort of stuff on there. You get a free, um, if you have, if you still have a library card with the Albuquerque uh, Public Thank Library, you. you get free access to Ancestry.com. Hmm. It's, it's really an interesting That's thing. Really? Awesome. Just use their website or? Mm-hmm. Cool. No, like, go, to, go to Albuquerque Public Library, look under resources. And then there's a thing that's like genealogy. You click on that. It tells you, you have free access to Ancestry.com until 2022. Oh, that's nice. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really nice. Good to know. I've uh, 
done a fair amount of research over the last few months. Cool. That way. Okay, so so his name's Freeman. First of all, do we know his real name at this point? Freeland. 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 Yeah. Okay. And and so so uh, so the the last I found of this adventure was um, June twenty eighth. So back in May eighteenth was the original reporting, and on June June twenty eighth, it's reported that he's back home. Okay, so he he gets back home to Charles City. Yes. Yes. But not Father Flanagan's home for wayward boys or whatever. No. As far as we know. And I did I did find record. Of, oh, this is a nice. T- the Los Angeles authorities supposedly um, gave him a suit of clothes and six dollars and sent him on the train um, after he promised to return home. And it sounds like he did Aww. that promise. Interesting. So I wonder if this kid had skipped Santo Domingo and gone straight to uh, L.A., would he have gotten this amount of attention? I don't think so. Because that headline, white boy goes and lives with the Indians, you know, or whatever, like that's very dramatic as opposed to uh, runaway Iowa kid Mm. goes to uh, L.A. I mean... It seems like that might not have att- attracted the attention. That's my guess. That's mm. my thought. What year was this no. again? 1933. 33, okay. 33. In 1936, Modesto, uh, well, no, uh, in the earlier 30s, Modesto Trujillo, uh, who killed Carl Taylor, he ran away to California. It's oh, right really? there. So maybe there, maybe things, like, maybe that was a youth culture thing back then, like, just yeah. run away for a while. I uh, mean, it's the Depression, right? Oh, yeah. So... You get the uh, picture of a lot of uh, huh. uh, transient hmm. travel, hmm. right? Yeah. Hitchhiking and riding rails, looking for jobs hmm. and that kind of thing. I think what surprises me about this story is how much attention this kid got. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of runaways today that, that you don't hear about. Of course, white boy... Right. And then, and then, you know, this is prob- This is not so long after a lot of conflict with Native Americans uh, in the Indian Wars, you know. And yeah. by conflict, I mean stealing land and then facing yeah. <laughs> a certain amount of backlash, some of it violent. Um, yeah. And there's like a. I'm wondering if there's a you know this kind of racialized aspect to it of of he lived with the Indians and they were nice to him, you know? Yeah, no, or just at least like a fetishizing, exoticizing aspect yeah. to it where they're like you know, like basically he stopped and stayed at a friendly village. That's that's the real story, and, right? And and they, they weren't mean to him because right. he's a <laughs> lost kid. Yeah. And how old was he? He was like thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Thirteen. Um, hmm. Which is you know, yeah. just one you want when you want to be mean to kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it it could have been worse from some of the articles I read from that time. It could have been sure. You know, even more, yeah. but like the New Mexico papers tended to at least kind of you know have a human take on the situations. Generally, <laughs> like like when they 
Well, on like more than other things, like for instance, with the Carl Taylor story, um, when it was reported nationally, it was always sensational, and when it was reported locally, they taught, wrote about the penitentes kind of with respect as part of a New Mexico religious religious tradition, you know. Yeah. Right. But um, you know, not a hundred percent, but more, you know. So, what was the kid's name? I, I missed his full name. Wendell S. Freeland. Freeland. And it, were you able to find any record of him later? Yeah, a bit. Um, it, it looked like he was active in the Boy Scouts. Mm. Okay. In, in Charles City. And off they would have these articles occasionally listing off awards and stuff. Um, and Frederick Crandall... His buddy was in it too, which I was glad to see. They're both, you know. Yeah. There's a short story or something. And then it looked like he specialized in kind of outdoor stuff, like camping, canoeing. Um, Mm. He graduated from high school in 1938. Right. And then I didn't find much about him after. uh, I don't believe he served. I I didn't see anything that he was a veteran, which I found a little surprising, I guess. That's surprising, Um, yeah. But I don't know that for sure. Um, right. And then I saw it, he died in 1994. Oh. Um, the year I graduated high school myself. Uh, hmm. That's cool. You found some some details. That's cool. Um, yeah. You could totally write a short story or something, like a well-researched short story around the details of that trip or something. That seems like a really kind of strange thing, especially with the connection with this other Frederick Crandall. Yeah. So how did how did that guy get murdered? So that that um, yeah. So it looks like his friend Frederick Crandall, his father, was murdered by his own brother Will in Charles City, um, mm. and it was because of a quarrel over the possession of a wagon, six pigs and a calf. Um, and and Damn. it looked like some family. <laughs> Who wouldn't I kill for a wagon, six pigs and a calf? I know. Um, and, and it sounds like Fred Crandall Sr. had a, it's, it, it was, and then I, cause you know, I thought this Fred Crandall was yeah. a guy at first. So I kept right. looking up this thing and it, it looked like they, um, had a big family, like several, it kept referencing several children, different, you know, different moves in the, in the Crandall family, um, between farms. Um, it sounded like the, the brother who murdered the other brother was known for his hot head. Um, Nora. No. Quit it. What am I? Did you, Quit it, Nora? I knew you were a reptilian. This is the tell. Let's see. Can you Drive. see me now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah there we go. <laughs> oh no, my internet connect my internet connection is unstable now. Great. Oh, all the internet connections are unstable. But so you know, just uh, again, I feel so corny talking about history and research, but it's just amazing. What? how how these little things just like lead you into these other lives and stories totally and then you know it's interesting you have to kind of suss out you have to guess at things like right like why was he why why did they suggest that he got sent to the boys home 
you know, what was the deal with his parents? You know, his father was his mother really dead. Oh, and I love this detail that, of course, I think, you know, as a, a writer and a reader and a researcher, I connected this to his experience, but apparently in his obituary, he was um, the president of the youth services advisory board with the juvenile court oh. 14 years until his hmm. death. He was still the president. And I wondered like, was he interested in, you know, youth experiencing oh. right. hard stuff? Um, yeah. That's cool. You know, was that about his own youth and, Right. Any kids or anything? Yes, it looked like um, seven sons and two seven daughters. Seven sons. So wow. nine kids. Holy moly! That's crazy. Dude had a family. Maybe I should try to write one and just be like, "Did you yeah. ever talk about his runaway time? Seriously, his adventure in adventure. San Domingo? There could be a book in all this, story. Maybe yeah. so. Like, um, and. Yeah. And of course we don't even have, um, but which like Ty spurred me on to research more, but we don't even know what, like what, I wonder what the Santo Domingo kid was like, or what, you know, he thought of his friend Wendell and all that. Is that where he stayed at that kid's house? That's what, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do we know that kid's name? Probably not. I, I couldn't find any names. Yeah. Yeah. For of the Santo Domingo um, people. Yeah. Well, this has kicked me off. I, I, I found myself researching a lot of Santo Domingo stuff, and there's a few stories there I want to follow up on. So um, good choice, and I nice. think uh, there, there's just a lot there. Um, right now, if you read the Santa Fe, New Mexican uh, newspaper, and you look in the funny pages... There's a comic called Without Reservations, hmm. and that's uh, yes. by uh, uh, Richard or Ricardo, I'm not sure which, Cate, who lives and, and works on Santo Domingo Pueblo. It's pretty great. I, I have to say, it's one of the more consistently funny, and cool. it has that local touch. Nice. Definitely, probably, wouldn't necessarily make sense to people in New York hmm. one-third of the time, but it's good. It's really good. Sorry, New York listeners. Well, <laughs> but geez, the amount of trash that's in the uh, the comics page now—they may as well. I mean, why not? You know, who cares if everybody in New York understands the jokes? They it's should better all be than local. any of them. Yeah, it might be the only salvation. I'm taking a stand against uh, against uh, peanuts reruns. Oh my gosh! Yeah, death to zombie strips. Final death. <laughs> and uh, and zits. I don't like that zits comic. I'm I'm over zits. Your own visits, did it yeah. work for you for a while? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like the uh, the drawing. The illustration is nice. No, it is. It is. And wait, Ty, you have another story, right? That we might, we'll probably do for... for... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we will, but not today. Not today. I'm going to hold on to that story, and we're going to do that one next time. Cool. Um, I'm trying to think if I can... This is a... Uh, one from Spanish uh, colonial times, very very early, but uh, around Santo Domingo slash Kiwa. Oh, cool! So, I love that area. Um, La Madera Road at the north end of the Sandias Ooh. ends up around there, and so I've driven some of the roads around there and um, met, met quite a few people, and 
you know, gotten some really cool like personal wow. tours of that area. There's some amazing things around there. There's an old ferry boat just sitting in a backyard oh, really? from like the 1800s. <laughs> just if you know where to look, it's just sitting right there. It's so cool. Um, things of that sort. There's an old uh, steam engine uh, engine just sitting out in the desert. It looks like it was turned into a chicken coop at one point. It's just <laughs> sitting out in the desert. Um, and if you take the uh, yeah. the rail runner yeah. up to Santa Fe, you go by this old um, the old uh, tourist shop, hmm. Santa Domingo tourist shop. Oh. And uh, that one was famous for years for having a sign on Route 66 that said, see real live Indians oh. at this tourist ah. shop. Oh, you can still see that from the Rail Runner, right? Is yeah. that the one that's like painted on plastic? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I yeah, think, I think it's, yeah. it's tribally owned now if it wasn't before. But uh, that, that is such an interesting part of that ride. It's like this is like a little piece of 60 years ago or something that's just kind of stuck here. Yeah, yeah, I was enjoying that. Oh, so. That's but thank you to the listeners uh, for voting yeah, that, um, um, and subscribing okay. and all that. Yeah, let's do this again sometime. Yeah. Keep your eyes open for any more uh, newspapers finds. And uh, yeah, we can, uh, we can vote on these things in the future. So good choice, listeners. Yeah. But now you'll never know about measles. Yeah. You, you, uh, you took this path and that has made all the difference mm -hmm. or not. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into another episode of City on the Edge. If you enjoyed our show, tell your friends, like and share our stuff on social media, and check out our YouTube channel by searching for City on the Edge Albuquerque. This episode has been made possible by our supporters on Patreon, aka the coolest people on the planet. To join them in their support of our show and get exclusive access to content, t-shirts, and swag, go to patreon.com slash cityontheedge and sign up for one of the tiers starting as low as $1 a month. This has been a City on the Edge production.